Hi, welcome to the official first episode and chapter of Traveling Online Kiln Pike, hosted by Brian Powell. The first chapter and story I'll kind of go into will be Atlantic City. I went there a lot as a kid. However, uh, the story I want to tell you today is the first time I went down to Atlantic City as an adult at 21 years of age. I was always there as a kid, going to the beach and going to like the little malls that are down there and going to like the arcades, but I never got opportunity to go into the casino. So it was awesome during the summer of 2009 uh, that I decided, you know what, let me take a step and kind of be a 21-year-old in Atlantic City. Uh, so at that time, I was living in New York City, specifically the Bronx Riverdale area, because uh, I was interning with the uh, National Basketball Association uh, during the summertime, which was an awesome internship and an awesome uh, company. And I learned so much from them. And, you know, I eventually got a full-time job with them. But it was kind of like my first summer in New York City, so I was having the time of my life. Uh, and when I was living in Riverdale, I was subletting in a, with an interesting two individuals one was like a foreign exchange student coming from Russia that was studying all things American studies. And a part of her schooling was actually coming to America, kind of living here and then kind of understanding the American culture and, you know, and traveling all across the, uh, the country at the end of it, which was pretty awesome. But she spent some time in New York City and we became good friends. And then um, uh, another person that was there, well, his name was Zach. He was uh, a person who lived in New York City for the last few years. He was this amazing artist, and he would write all these cool, interesting, cartoonish-looking type of paintings and drawings that like really, really impressed me. So, you know, I I could have uh, moved to New York City during the summer of 2009 with more cooler and interesting people than those two people. And those are you know, the people that, you know, I'll always remember, you know, over my, you know, the rest of my life. I decided to go to Atlantic City because, hey, you know what? I had nothing to do it during the weekend. Uh, none of the interns I was working with was were doing anything over that weekend either. So, you know what? Let me just you know, get on this little Greyhound bus and pay like $10 and go to Atlantic City and you know, put some money machine, see what happens. Uh, you know, this is back in 2009 before, you know, casinos were popping up all over the place now. Now since they're in every single state at this point in time and now online. But back in those days, you had to literally go to Atlantic City or Las Vegas to do really any type of real gambling. I kind of uh, was telling my roommates one night, I said, hey, I think I'm about going to Atlantic City, just, you know, you know just spending the day there and doing some gambling. And Zach said, hey, you mind if I come down? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, the more the merrier. You know, he said, like, well, I'm not going to be gambling. So I'm like, well, if you're not gambling, you're not really a beach person. Like, you know, why do you want to go down? I was like, he's like, no, I just want to go down there and kind of draw images and pictures of the people that are gambling and kind of, you know, have a, some type of artistic inspiration of you know, what people visually look like when they're down gambling and, uh, and just in general. So I was like, hey, cool, why not? Always cool to have a second person coming down in Atlantic City to spend some cool times with. So I was like, yeah, more the merrier. 
that's kind of a little bit of the background of like how I got to Atlantic City. So I guess now kind of going to like what got down there. I think we both decided, you know what, the easiest way to get down there because he of us had a car was to take the Greyhound bus down Atlantic City and, and just do it for the day. So we decided to leave New York City like maybe eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning and go down to Atlantic City, be there by 11 or 12. We ended up going through Port Authority, uh, which was one of the most crowded days I remember down there. It was like tons of people on top of one another trying to get everywhere. Of course, the one in Atlantic City was really crowded. We get on the bus, and you know, the bus is a pretty simple bus ride. I think we're sitting next to one another in the middle of the Greyhound bus. And then like halfway through, we started like hearing some clinking of glasses and people like kind of acting in a fool in the back. So... I look at him, he's kind of, you know, doing some doodles on the, the uh, on his little pad and paper, just, you know, doing a little bit of artwork. I'm saying, what is that noise? So I turn around and I see literally four or five people getting really, really drunk, popping champagne in the back of the Greyhound bus. And it was getting more worser and worser affair for these people the, the longer it took it got us to, to Atlantic City to the end of it. By the time they got to Atlantic City, they were drunk and yelling and I think champagne ended up being on the ground and stuff like that. And, and it, usually, you know, if you're a, a, a Greyhound traveler, usually the bus driver's not going to do too much about it because they've seen a lot worse of someone getting drunk on a Greyhound uh, bus. And I've seen a lot worse as well. So, but the trip after that was very uneventful. And then eventually we, you know, got into the, the bus station in Atlantic City and then we were off kind of on our adventure. Just remembering, like, I don't remember as a kid kind of knowing really where to go. I just knew that, okay, all the most casinos that I really wanted to go to on the, were on the boardwalk, like the Taj Mahal, and I think the Trump Plaza was there back in the day, Caesars, and Tropicana, which was all the way further down. So we're like, eh, you know what? We're all a little bit hungry right now, you know, with, it, it's a long trip. Let's get something to eat and just kind of enjoy the good weather before we go inside uh, the casinos and start, you know, basically losing our money. So we're walking up the boardwalk, people watching, you know, seeing people enjoying themselves, seeing people enjoying themselves a little bit too much. But then we end up going to this pizza spot, like kind of maybe uh, two blocks away from the Tropicana just to get a couple slices of pizza. We been me and Zach we just had a you know, good conversation. I'm talking about you know his his artist career and what it lives to be in New York City because I think at 21 years old at the time, like my whole goal was I want to live in New York City. I kind of want to be that you know New York City guy that I just kept on seeing on TV. And he had a lot of the cool stories of how he was you know kind of moving and shaking in the New York City area, especially with his art, which was pretty awesome. How he was selling his art, and so it was kind of a really great conversation. And it's kind of one of our best bonding times over the, the course of the summer, which was pretty cool. One of the cool parts when we were uh, kind of just eating there, we saw like, we heard this huge motorcycle gang, like just, you know, making, maybe, maybe not gang, but a motorcycle group of people, you know, you know, rubbing their engines and kind of like driving up to the pizza spot we were at. We were, you know, saying, they were making a lot of noise. Everyone was kind of looking at them saying, oh, okay, what's going on over here? So they all started walking up and started ordering their slices, and I'm like, hmm, these people look kind of familiar, but I have no idea where to place them, you know, ever get that time where it's like, I know the person's on the tip of your tongue, but you're like, I have no clue who these people are at the end of the day. So I think 
when one of them turned around, they're wearing one of those like motorcycle uh, jackets. And when they turned around, it said the Rough Riders on the back. And I'm like, oh, wait, I wonder all these people from the like the Rough Riders, you know, the, the, the rap group from back in the day. And then I know I go on my little Android phone, which had probably two LT at that point in time in 2009. And I kind of was looking at the, the music video, uh, which, you know, they were all a part of. And yeah. A lot of them were on it, and again, it was like they're a little bit older from back in the day because you know that music video was a stop, drop, should have down, open up shop. You have a DMX and all, DMX and Rough Riders. So uh, yeah, it was them in the flesh, and they were all eating there, chilling, eating pizza. So you know, that's probably one of my first real celebrity sightings I I had at that particular age. It's kind of out of the blue, so. You know, I no, I looked at them. I took a couple pictures, and I was about to, you know, go up and introduce myself. But I think at that point in time, they were getting a little bit rowdy doing their thing on the side. So we decided just to just the people watch over there and pay them no mind. So it was kind of cool seeing, you know, little rough rides over there while I was, you know, eating my little slice of pizza in Atlantic City. Yeah, so kind of, you know, after that, uh, we ended up just like walking up and down the boardwalk more and, and uh, just seeing things. And uh, I guess one of the tips, you know, when you're going uh, to Atlantic City with someone who doesn't like to gamble, uh, basically, oh, they'll be basically watching you gamble the whole entire time. And if you're not good at it, uh, that trip's going to be ending really, really quickly. I knew that I wanted to gamble, but at that point in time, 21, not making a lot of money, I was very, very scared of money. So I end up betting a whole lot until later in the afternoon because I say, if I'm staying here for a little while, I don't want to lose all my money and not be able to get back home. <laughs> so uh, I think eventually uh, we ended up going to Bailey's, the casinos kind of in the middle of the boardwalk. I don't really remember that casino kind of growing up, but what kind of you know, caught my eye was they had like this very, very... Uh, uh, like old west style um, architecture and theme, I guess. I guess it, it kind of spoke to me. I think it was a lot more bigger, more gaudy than the other casinos that were on the boardwalk. So again, those casino people, they know how to get your attention. Once they get their attention, they try to hold you. When I uh, when we went in, I think you know I started off really really slow, put a you know a couple of dollars in the. Um, in the slot machine, start pulling the thing. I had no idea how to play, by the way. Like, and it's been years since anyone's even taught me how to do these casino games. My mom was good at it, and she's still good at it now, a lot better than me. But at that point in time, I thought I was just pressing buttons and pressing levers and hoping something would hit. Uh, then Zach, when he, I was doing that, he was kind of, you know, drawing pictures of people that were around. And so I, I made sure I was there for a little while so he can draw the pictures that he needed and we kind of move on. So, again, not the most exciting <laughs> uh, time at the casino. So when I was walking around, you know, and I was, no, again, I was 21 years old. I never played, like, casino blackjack. I never played, like, poker at that point in time or any of those games. So I was, no, not scared, but I was a little bit gun shy of, uh, pardon the pun, of really going there and, um, you know, embarrassing myself upon all these people being gambling for longer than I was alive. So when I was walking through, I was like, I need to find the easiest game that I can play and hopefully I can win some type of money. And as normal, when people say uh, 
the easiest games at the casinos, the reason, and the easiest ones because they make the most money. So if, if the game is really, really easy, you're probably not winning that casino game just as an FYI. Uh, but sometimes there's a rarity that you can. There was the, the big wheel game, which is the game with obviously the humongous wheel. There's a little ticker that kind of ticks through each um, spoke. And each spoke has a particular dollar value, like $1, $2, $5, $10, $20, $4, so on, so on and so forth. Uh, so I think I saw a huge crowd around that area. And again, I guess at that point in time, I see a whole lot of people. Something like, you know, ooh, exciting. I, I kind of was like, drawn to it. So uh, I ended up kind of walking towards the game and kind of sitting back and looking. It's like, okay, how complicated is this game? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And then basically, the only thing you need to do is like put... Uh, two one dollar chips on a particular value if it hits that value you win the odds of that so hits on a dollar value one to one two dollar value two to one twenty dollar value twenty to one so on and so forth so i'm like okay you know i'm i'm still an undergrad and i'm almost graduating you know i'm not the smartest person in the world but i think i'll be able to get this one pretty easily so i'm like you know what let me let me throw it in there so again Scared when money don't win money, but I end up putting uh, $2 on the $1 and the $2 because obviously the odds of that hitting is a lot more than the other one. So after 10, 15 minutes, I think I may have earned maybe like 5 or $10. But another thing about me, I'm a, I'm a tad bit impatient, especially with gambling. So I think there's a quote from like Ocean's Elevens, like, now I'm going to butcher it basically, but you know, if you keep on playing consistently at the casino and don't really take any risks, the house is always going to take you. However, when you get the, the big hand, the great hand, the hand that you have to go all in in, and you win, you win big, you can go home. At that point in time, I'm like, you know what? I think that advice just makes sense, even though it's a casino movie in which they robbed the casino. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to win money here, I got to go big or go hard or else go home with five bucks in my pocket or nothing at all. After another five, ten minutes, you know, trying to you know, feel my way through, I thought, you know what, let me put my money all on the 40 to 1 odd one. And obviously, it's a humongous odd to get that. So I think I had maybe 20 bucks or 25 bucks at that time. So every single hand, I put on 40 to 1. And then again, it would it'd be one, it had $1 bill, it had $2 bill, it had $5 bill. So I'm going literally almost down to like my last few dollars. I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be listening to movie advice when it comes to uh, gambling because I'm losing all my money at the end of the day. But with like, I think six dollars left to my name, I put it four to one. Tick 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 tick. It hits four to one. I'm like, oh my god! I'm I'm laughing. I'm pumping my fist. My friends, like, I think he's drawing me at this point in time, depressed, and now he has to change the picture because I'm so happy now. So it was, uh, I, was, I was enthralled. I'm like, oh, my God, I won big at Atlantic City Casino. Like, I can go home happy now that I won at least 40 bucks. I eventually only paid, like, $25 at that time. So you now I was excited. I was, people were shaking my hand. I'm like, man, okay, this is how it feels to kind of win at a casino now. I can live with this. I can live with this. So uh, the, second, the second rule of gambling is that once you kind of win a little big, you know, take your money and, you should, and leave. Because if you keep on trying to recreate that winnings, you're going to lose again. So obviously, as a 21-year-old, I didn't listen to that advice. <laughs> 
and I ended up uh, going back to the whole maybe not forty to one, but I went back to the twenty to one. You know, just you know to hedge my bets a little bit. Maybe I can create kind of a win streak here. So again, you know, I go another two or three hands, nothing hits whatsoever. Then after the third hand, bam, twenty to one. I'm like, oh man, like I am now up like at least like $50 now, like, mm, I'm kind of feeling good now, feeling good now, like the drink purse is coming through, so I'm ordering a drink, my friend, even now he wants to gamble too, because he sees me, my excitement, so I give him a couple of dollars, like, hey, Zach, here's a couple of dollars, you know, throw some money on something, see if you win at the end of the day, now I feel like a big baller at that point in time. So I think uh, I think at that point in time, I think I started listening to my advice a little bit, and end up, so okay, you know, if I go home with 50, it's fine. I gave him a couple dollars. I'll put it on like you know, five to one to see if I win out. But I'm going to at least go home with $50. So at that point in time, I lost all my, I lost the, <laughs> all my money. I lost the remaining money that would take up to $50. And I'm like, all right, fine. I paid for my trip down here and I won some money. I can tell the story that I left Atlantic City winning some money. So I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm good gambling right now. So, you know, after that, I think one of another rule of mine, which I'm like giving out a lot of gambling rules now, but number Atlantic City, do as rumors do. But I feel like anytime someone wins big at the casino, like, you know, it's their responsibility to, you know, to treat the other person to a drink or some food or something just to make them feel like, hey, I appreciate you enjoying this experience with me. I think we were, uh, we had a, a, a Greyhound bus we had to take back, I think around like 11 o'clock, 11.30, I think, at night. Uh, so we ended up, you know, going to a, a, a bar, um, it was randomly, I don't know why we didn't go to the happy hour, but we went to a bar basically right around the corner from the bus station. Me and Zach, you know, we bought a couple of, no, no drinks and, uh, we just again talked about, you know, how, how the day went, how the summer went and, you know, just reminisce about the, you know, the great, you know, time we had kind of Atlantic City and, you know, in the future of what we both wanted to do at the end of the day, you know, he really wanted to go to, to China to really, you know, start teaching which was a cool thing and you know be, again he's a person that inspired me a lot during that point in time and then you know for me I, I kind of told him hey I want to live this New York City life that you've been living over the last few years and you know kind of make my way in the concrete jungle and figure out if I can make my way through so it was a great conversation and you know I, I really really enjoyed it and I think the bus ended up coming a little late I think it didn't leave uh Atlantic State to like 12 o'clock at night. And again, uh, hindsight, and uh, there'll be other Atlantic City stories I'll tell in the future that another rule is to get a hotel in Atlantic City. Don't leave too late at the end of the day because it's going to be really, really rough going back home time-wise and other things. But that's a story, another story for another day. So yeah, we take the bus back to, to the city. So uh, I think we get into New York around like 4 a.m., I believe, and you know, that time in the morning, the trains are running super, super slow, maybe every 15 minutes and 30 minutes. And then, you know, we're taking uh, the one all the way up to Riverdale, literally the last stop. I just remember, like, literally getting to the Bronx at 6 a.m. in the morning, tired as you don't know what. And then when we're walking up, when we're driving the train up there, you know, me and him see, like, this couple getting into an argument outside a diner like 5 30 in the morning on in the bus while we're traveling past them and we look at each other it's like 
what type of day did we have that we spent all day Atlantic City coming in at 5.30 in the morning into the Bronx, seeing a couple argue on a Sunday morning about something random? It was, that was a surreal experience being like, man, we had some type of day. Uh, yeah, then we got to the house, and then I think we probably end up sleeping for the whole entire day because I don't really remember anything happening that particular Sunday. Uh, so yeah, that's basically uh, my, uh, my trip to Atlantic City. Again, it was my... My first time going to Atlantic City as an adult, and it was a a very, very memorable experience, and it's a very important experience for me because it was kind of like my, not my first solo trip, my first solo, well, not my first solo, it was kind of my first real, like, adult weekend trip, I guess. Uh, Me and a group of my friends did a road trip to Toronto, which that's a story for, again, another day. Yeah, that's my trip to Atlantic City. Uh, I learned a lot of things while I was there. Some of them I, I continue to do. Some of them I still don't do for some stupid reason. But it was a great time, and I, I, I really enjoyed uh, that time with Zach. I, unfortunately, when you meet people during your youth, you don't, it's a hard time stay connected. And, you know, I think we, me and Zach had lost connection, you know, past that summer and over the years. Every once in a while, you do a little Facebook and say, hi, happy birthday, and um, you know, see how everything's going. I think he has a kid now, and he's living a very great life. But I think another reason why I'm doing this podcast is to really reach back out to the, all these people I've traveled with and all these friends I've uh, been uh, friends with over the years, just kind of reconnect with them over these kind of shared experiences. So, you know, hopefully this is kind of a starting point of kind of creating those shared bonds again and kind of reaching out to people that and it's, that I haven't reached out to, to quite some time. And again, I hope it inspires you, the listeners and people out there, just to kind of reminisce about the travel times and reach back to friends that you've uh, had a long time not speaking with. No, thank you for spending a little bit of time with me and talking about my, my, my traveling experts in the first chapter of this podcast with Atlantic City. And, and I hope you guys have a, you know, safe travels wherever you are and wherever you're going. And make sure you bring a pal. Talk to you soon.